Welcome to Golf Better at Edwin Watts Golf. Episode 174. Hello everyone, Tom Brussell here. Thanks so much for joining us. If you're a first-time listener or a long-time subscriber, either way, we don't mind. It's glad you're with us. And we have a good friend joining us from out west, out in California. It's been a long time since we've hooked up with him. He is only probably one of the most innovative fashion designers in the history of the game. Brought Really brought cool to the game back in the... Uh, Back in the late 80s, Mr. John Ashworth joining us from California. John, thanks so much for the time. It's, it's great hooking up with you again. Happy to be here, Tom. Thanks for having me. For those who don't know, talk about how that whole thing got started. It was back 1987 when you, when you formed the Ashworth brand and how that thing, it took off like a rocket. Yeah, it was, uh, it was actually back in the mid, I started thinking about it in the mid 80s. I, I actually was... Uh, caddying on the tour in 1984 uh, for a guy named Mark Weeby. We grew up together. Uh, and he, he, uh, I went to school with him. We, I went out and caddied for him for a year on the road. So I was kind of really checking out what everybody's wearing around the country. And I had been a lifelong golfer and junior golfer and college golfer and all that stuff. And and I was really disappointed in, uh, you know, in what the offering was out there for clothing. You know, it was just so stuck in the polyester kind of bad 70s uh, for a long time. And uh, anyway, so around about that time, I, you know, it was funny because his sponsor at the time was a really good businessman, and we got to be good friends. And he hired me after the year I spent caddy, and he hired me in another position that was a buyer and a merchandiser for a sporting goods store. So I got to see on on that from that end of it to see all the lines and that kind of thing. And and uh, after that, I you know he was very entrepreneurial in spirit and wanted to do something new. And I approached him with the idea of doing a a new brand for golf and. Uh, and he, he loved the idea, and kind of off we went, 19, uh, 1987. Yeah, like you said, everything was real poly and kind of hard collars and all. Wasn't it back then, maybe four, four buttons or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it, uh, it was a weird time. It was, but kind of what goes around comes around, and we've kind of been stuck in that same thing a little bit right now. I mean, it, you know, where it's all, a lot of it looks like a golf uniform, or it's, you know, uh, a little bit too color coordinated at times and and there's quite a bit of poly in the market right now i mean it's the kind of hide behind calling it tech and it i guess it is it's technical it's uh it's mad made typically you know i mean it it's a petrochemical uh fabric basically coming from that and uh anyway i've never been a big fan of uh of 100% polyester shirts, that's for sure. So, uh, but you know, in, in some places when it gets super hot and humid, and it's uh, you know you still sweat, but it doesn't. The sweat doesn't show through. So I guess that's the uh, that's one of the pluses. Well, the brand really took off. Part of it was because one, how great it was, and two, who you had repping it. Talk. I mean, you only got the coolest guy in golf back in the eighties, and probably still today, and Freddie Couples to wear. Talk. How did that yeah, come about? Yeah, uh, no doubt. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I I didn't really know Fred, but I played. You know, we're the same age, and I played uh, college golf at Arizona, and we'd play in the tournaments, and I I just remember seeing him going, thinking even way back then, like God, you know. Fred's so cool, you know. I mean, it's like if you, 
I guess I guess the, it was sort of the you know the the choice was if you were going to have one or two guys representing you, who would they be? And for me, it was just you know it was basically Fred Couples first, and then John Cook was was a guy I knew from California. He was always super cool, so uh, so I just went and talked to him. I said, Hey, look, this is what I'm doing. I don't have any money, but <clears throat> you know we we could give you some shares of stock in the company and. And they liked what we were doing, and and uh, and they said sure. And so it it really was a great it was it was a great relationship. Fred still with Ashworth. I actually talked to I talked to his manager yesterday, and uh, you know he's been there the whole time, which is fantastic. He's just an amazing ambassador and and a, and a good friend. You know he's uh, he's a great guy, and uh, it was fun working with him all those years, and. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the way. And then from there, you know, we attracted other guys. We had Ernie Els, we had Dave Stockton, who was, you know, the Ryder Cup captain at that time and senior player. And now Freddie's roommate too from college, right? Jimmy Nance. Oh, well, that was Jim Nance. Yeah, Jim Nance. Jim Nance was with us, and yeah, they were roommates in college. And uh, you know, so over the years we had some great guys, for sure. Well, after a while, you uh, kind of like Edwin Watts Golf, owner of the company, sold out, got into some other things, and uh, some of the things I've I've read about you, John, and and heard about you, you are you're very very passionate about preserving the history of the game of golf. Don't, isn't, that, isn't that correct? Yeah, I just think we can't lose our roots. I mean, you know, it's uh, kind of like to mix the old with the with the new, but um, but I spent a lot of time in Scotland and. Uh, you know, you can't help but sort of get um, get back to the roots when you go over there. You know, playing Lynx golf, and they just, you know, it's just sort of in their DNA. You know, they play fast. They have great etiquette. They, you know, they they know the rules. They just they they have humor. They, you know, they play for recreation to socialize, and I, I I love that part of it. You know, I mean, they have. Their whole calendar set up around it. It's just a, it's it's a great way of life. So um, I do enjoy that for sure. Yeah, Bill said Bill Grigsby, who works here, uh, said you were a, a regular in the Edwin Watts Invitational years ago, and back in the not even back in the day, not long ago, you come and and play with traditional clubs, persimmon head, uh, persimmon headed wood, and whatnot. Correct? Yeah, I've kind of, I kind of went back to that um, a few years ago. I you know I mean I play I played persimmon woods in college, and then um, you know of course got you know went the whole modern route and had plenty of different sets of metal woods, and and I enjoy that too. But but just the last probably I don't know five years ago I went back and and a friend of mine gave me a really nice set of persimmon woods, and he was started playing them again and. At first, I thought, "Oh, come on, I'm not going to do that." But then, <laughs> I actually went, I actually went out and, and hit him, and it was so much fun. And, and and I really think there's been more technology built into the golf ball than to the metal woods. Yeah. Believe it or not, I mean, I mean, on a regular day, if I went out and hit a metal wood, and then I hit a wood, persimmon wood, depends on how fast the fairway is, but. You know, there's probably there's only like a 15 yard difference, probably. Hmm. So it's not it's not dramatic. Um, it is harder to hit. You got to be more precise. But when you do hit one good, it feels amazing. It feels way better. 
Yeah, I pulled out my old uh, McGregor tourney custom I played with back in the late 70s in college and took a look at, look at it, and I said, this thing looks like a hybrid. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they look tiny when you first start doing it. You just go, oh, my God, I'm going to whiff it, you know. I mean, they look, they do look really small. John Ashworth joining us here on Golf Minute. Uh, John, you recently jumped in, I believe, a redo on Goat Hill, correct? Is, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, it's a little... Uh, it's a little short. Well, it's a short course. It's about five thousand yards. It's par sixty-six. It's, but it's our. You know where I where I work in Oceanside. You know we're on the Coast Highway, Link Soul, and then about a mile away, there's a little muni that we play all the time, and it's really super fun to play. It's a, it's a tough course, and uh, it's been there since 1952. And there was plans, or they put an RFP out to. You know, for developers to come in uh, to try to figure out a plan to develop it, because the city couldn't really—they didn't know what to do with it. They, the guy that was running it, died in 2006, and it was never the same after that. And um, uh, and I think they were, you know, smelling a big windfall for the for the city in terms of some big development, but it had been. Um, there was a city ordinance in place that protected it for public use. So any new thing that would come in would have to be voted to by on the people. So we came in with a real simple, benevol- you know, kind of benevolent plan to make it the home of the North County Junior Golf and uh, put a little community farm on it. There was a little place for that. And just clean it up and just make it nicer and make it, you know, super affordable for everyday guy and and um, you know and, and we went went to battle with a couple developers we actually we actually won the RFP and we've been actually on site the last three months you know looking after it and trying to fix it up um, so yeah it's been it's been a lot of fun and uh, big challenge it's, it was really in a bad state it was really run down we don't have many fairways and the greens, you know, we're in bad shape, but we're bit by bit, day by day, you know, we're kind of putting it back together and uh, cleaning it up. A lot of, lot of community spirit. We we got volunteers out there and helping out, and um, but it's really it's great to see. We, you know, the kids. We got some kids out there that you know. It is a very tough community. I mean, it's Oceanside's. You know, the area it's in, in is is pretty high poverty and um, but we've already attracted a couple you know 13 14 year old kids that never been around golf didn't even know who tiger woods was and they're you can always see it they're you know they're helping out they're they're hitting balls or you know so it's from that point of view it's really great i mean that's that's kind of the probably the most important thing is to be a safe haven for the kids in the community you know it's kind of like your own homegrown version of the first tee out there, right? It really is. It really is, and, and you know, it's 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 very. This first tee's done an amazing job, and there's one fairly close by. I mean, there's one probably ten miles away, um, and they actually looked at this site, but it was almost too tough of an area for the for them to put a first tee in. And um, so, uh, but the kids and the kids in our in that community just. They literally probably couldn't get over to where the first tee is, you know, being 10 miles away. So, um, 
and we may look to the first tee for help. We just haven't we haven't done that yet because we didn't want to get kind of bogged down in bureaucracy yet. So, um, but we we probably will be reaching out to them just to you know hopefully they'll want to help us out. That's a great story. It's kind of the backward of what you'd normally find today. You get a piece of property like that, and the obvious thing to do is development. No, we go the other way and uh, build some sweat equity in it and, and have community yeah. support. And uh, what a great story. Can't wait to see how the whole thing turns yeah, out. Yeah, I know. I yeah. know. It's, 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 it really is interesting. And uh, I'm glad. I mean, I'm ha- I mean, I'm, for me, it's it's really labor love. You know, I love it. It's It's great because... There's not that many green spaces. I mean, you would never do this in today's world. You're right. I mean, you would never take, I mean, it's probably, you know, it's 80 acres. It's got ocean views. I mean, you just wouldn't, you wouldn't, it wouldn't pencil out to build a little municipal there, you know. I mean, it just, it's probably a $100 million piece of property for a developer. Um, But it's, you know, it's a coastal park. It's for the public. It's been there since 1952. And, I tell you, the local the local people just really dug in. We had a city council meeting, and it was standing room only. We had forty two people get up and talk on behalf of saving it. You know, we got we did a, uh, uh, I guess not really a petition, but we got probably three hundred people from all over the country to write emails to the city. You know. Um, Guys like uh, Charlie Hoffman, who from the area, uh, John Mallinger, um, Jim Nance, uh, you know, some pretty heavy people. People, some people from Golf Channel wrote on our behalf, and you know, pretty it, it overwhelmed them. I think a little bit. So, you know, John, I would say on in the last year on the show, or over maybe the last eighteen months, we've had so many people on executives of golf companies and, and the predominant question we always ask them is you know state of the game and growing the game and this seems like right here this is just like the hammer on the nail right here this is the way to do it you know it, well it really is and that's you know i couldn't not do it you know because the state of the game you know and, uh, those of us that are in the game day in day out i mean we hear it all the time like what's going on with golf and what's the problem and then you go back to like you know Everyone knows it's you know it's 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 too expensive. It takes too long, and it's too hard, right? So okay, but this is a perfect example. This is a place that we welcome anybody, beginners. We want to teach beginners. We want to teach young juniors. Uh, you know, I mean, it's twenty bucks to come out and place. So and you know, and it being a short, there's not enough short courses. It's a short course. I mean. You know, you can go out and get around, and um, you can play nine holes in an hour and a half easy, you know, and we promote that. So it's exactly what golf needs, you know, and if, if you know, hopefully, hopefully it can kind of become a model, really. I mean, the, you know, because the problem is statistics say in the last year you've had probably one course a year or one course every day. I've heard that or not? Yeah, yeah. And and a lot of them are places like this. That those are the exact places we need because if we don't get new people playing golf and get them excited about it, then you know who's going to carry the torch? You know who's going to? How are people going to get into it? And then once they get older, 
you know, be able to join a private club. You know. Anyway, so we're trying to do our bit. I mean, it's real localized, it's very community based, but you know, you know, knock on wood, I hope we're successful so that it can, it can be something that around the country can go, hey, if guys did that out on the outside, we could here kind of thing. Hey, we started off introducing you as a fashion designer, which you are. Let's close with that. Tell us about, you've done so many things since Ashworth Golf, and uh, talk, talk about Link Soul, because that's the passion right now with regard to clothing, correct? Yeah, Link Soul is, is we're, about, we're about three years old. We've been shipping product for about two years, but it's been, you know, it's been something. For me, it's an evolution. I've been working on this sort of look for a while, which is very lifestyle, casual, but, you know, it, it works for golf, but it can work off the course as well. And, um, you know, again, I look at golf as very recreational and very social, and I, I love natural, natural feeling fabrics for the most part. And we, you know, I've been working on very special finishes for 100% cotton, so it's really easy to care for. Lightweight, super soft, doesn't, doesn't shrink doesn't fade doesn't pill and uh you know just it's <clears throat> it's just a it's just an opportunity to to show something different in the shop um you know i looked at i looked around and like, like i said before i mean there's a lot of polyester stuff and there's not much of a choice for somebody who wants something natural and um you know i i like to think that it's 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 not over designed it's not it doesn't look like you're trying too hard, but, you know, if you're, you know, middle-aged guy, you don't want to look like you're trying too hard, and you don't want to look like an old guy either. So it kind of, it's kind of right in the middle there, and uh, um, very utilitarian and uh, super comfortable. We do, we do, you know, obviously do knit shirts, so we do layering pieces, we do sweaters, we do... Um, We've got a, a big range of shorts, and we do on our shorts. We use tech fabrics. We we have a four-way stretch, really nice. We call it our board walker. You can actually golf in it and then go surfing in it in the afternoon. You know, because it's got mesh pocketings. Or if you're a club with a pool, you can <clears throat> go golf and then go jump in the pool with your kids. You know, without having to go to the locker room and change. Just kick your shoes off, throw your shirt off, and. Off you go. So, um, to, you know, having a lot of fun. i got a great, great team, and um, we're doing some neat stuff. If you want to check it out, you can go on linksoul.com. we got a nice store there. And, um, uh, so, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun, and we've got some great guys on tour wearing our gear. Jeff Ogilvie, who had a, a fantastic end of the year. He won the tournament in Reno, and then he came in second in the – in the other one of the uh, end of the year FedEx tournaments, and he's a great guy. He fits our clothes perfect because he he is a surfer and he is a golfer, and uh, uh, so we t- we try to do the crossover thing because you know the definition of links. Not only is it where you know, golf was born in Scotland, but it, it's the sandy dunes land that connects the, the land to the sea. So in a sense, that's what we're trying to do is connect connect the land to the sea um, from a coastal surf point of view to a to golf. So, um, but anyway, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun and um, we're doing good. So that's awesome. Link Soul, yeah. 
and linksoul.com yeah. to check. Linksoul, L-I- L-I-N-K-S-O-U-L, all one word. Linking the, uh, like I said, linking the golf and the soul. This, uh, that, yeah, and that's then, awesome. And then, yeah. you know, golf, yeah, golf is so great because, I mean, where else can four seniors show up, spend the whole day together and become lifelong friends, you know? Uh, so the whole thing about golf links souls together too. So. You think of how many times that may have happened to you? You just meet somebody on passing, they pair yeah. you up, and then uh, you end up being friends forever. John, thanks, thanks so much for joining us. It's been great catching up with you. It's been a long time since since I've seen you personally. Uh, final words for our listeners from uh, from John Ashworth. Uh, mandatory golf Friday. We have a saying <laughs> here, so I think I think everybody should adopt that. So go play nine. Go hit a bucket of balls. Go hit some putts with your buddies. But uh, anyway, no, Tom, enjoyed it. Thanks a lot and uh, appreciate the time and uh, good luck to you. Always the same, John. Take care. Have a great day. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, you heard it. Mandatory Golf Friday. That's the uh, that's one of the answers. And uh, what a great man, John Ashworth. And what great things he's doing out west at, at Goat Hill and uh, also with Link Soul. Hey, just a reminder, if you're listening to our podcast on the Edwin Watts Golf Podcast page, there is another way. Just go right below it to the right, and you'll see a, a button that will link you to subscribe via iTunes. That's right. You can subscribe free via iTunes, and each time a new podcast comes out from us, it will go down into that device or devices that you listen to iTunes in. So it's a great way to not miss any episodes here of Golf Better. Or a special thanks to John Ashworth for joining us and to you, our listeners. And we'll do it again next time when we have another episode of Golf Better at edwinwattsgolf.com. So long, everyone.